Welcome to the Determined Man Podcast, where we help men become better versions of themselves and discover their life's purpose. Join us as we unlock the power of discipline and what it means to be determined. Remember, stay consistent, build the discipline, feed the motivation. Hey everyone, Zach here. Welcome to episode eight of the Determined Man Podcast. Guys, I've been um, a little bit slow at posting. My bad. I owe you guys a lot of content. I'm going to be pushing that out to you soon. Today, we are going to be reviewing the first book that I finished. So if you guys remember, uh, one of my goals for the year was to read a book once a month. I finally finished my first book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It took me a little bit longer than I wanted, but I got it done and I've started my second book. So we are going to go over the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. So to start, I just want to let you guys know, I originally had this goal of taking a ton of notes, tabbing out, writing in the book, highlighting, even writing in a notebook afterwards about what I read that morning or whatever. And I started with that. I started really aggressive. And then I kind of had to taper that off. You can see if you're watching the video portion of this, I have a ton of tabs in here. Um, If you look through, I have stuff highlighted and stuff like that. But um, that became a little bit too much. And what I noticed was I was reading to take notes instead of reading to understand and comprehend So as I continue this journey, I'm going to continue refining how I read, how I take notes, what I decide to tab, what I decide to highlight. And if you're also going along this journey and reading more, um, please comment with, with what you think works and, and also, you know, work on taking, taking notes or not taking notes. Right. So guys, a couple of the things, big takeaways. This is not a difficult read. It just took me a really long time. I think partly because I had read this book before I read this book before, like 10 years ago, and I think I read it again maybe three, four years ago. I started it. Maybe I didn't finish it. Uh, it the concepts aren't difficult. It's just kind of dated in some of the examples. So the structure of the book is it gives these principles. It breaks the book down into four different areas. And we'll, and we'll dive into it in a quick second. And then it gives all these examples. But the examples are very dated. Also, the author, uh, Dale Carnegie, is like a big fan of uh, Abraham Lincoln. And so there's a ton of stories about that. Uh, uses a lot of examples about writing letters. Obviously, nowadays, that's just going to be an email or something instead. I mean, I guess you could write a letter, but I don't even know if people know how to like uh, address an envelope anymore. Um, so that it, it makes it feel a little bit dated, and the book is very repetitive, which is kind of funny because why did it take me a long time to read it then? It's very repetitive. But, um, you know, we're going to get into it, and I think why it didn't really keep my attention uh, throughout. Maybe that is because it's repetitive. Another thing the book kind of uh, goes over is it's really kind of focused on selling a lot of business. And so I think that's good. I think you can apply that to a lot of things. Obviously, I, I think my focus is more on on leadership aspects. Those are definitely similar, but in some ways not. I, I think some of the examples that um, the book gives and the tactics that were used in the stories to sell I don't know if they would fly nowadays. I think people would read right through it. I think it would come across unsincere. Uh, but you know, the book addresses that. It says you should do everything sincerely and honestly with appreciation and things like that. But it just seems like, you know, nowadays those examples wouldn't wouldn't hold up. People would be like, "Oh, we we understand you're trying to just sell me on that." Um, and maybe that's because technology has been increased and people have access to information and things like that. So. Guys, what we're going to go over, we're just going to break down the book, and I'm going to tell you what I think about it. It's going to be quick and easy, and uh, yeah, so 
the book is divided into four major sections, major parts. But the problem with the book is at the end of each uh, section, it has a wrap up and it says like in a nutshell. And the problem with this book, I, I honestly think it could just be pamphlets with those um, in a nutshells, like written out. And I would get the exact same thing from just reading those quick little points instead of the whole stories. The stories kind of expand upon it, but it doesn't really change the essence of what it tells you. And honestly, what I'm thinking of doing is just printing out those four different sections with the nutshells, like where it says the principles and just having those at my desk at work and just, and being able to remind myself and read those and just reading those little sentences alone are going to get the intent across. Uh, It does say in the book that you need to consciously think about it. And I do agree when I was reading it, I would read a chapter. I would go to work that day and try to apply those principles and it will take time. It's going to take repetition. And I do believe they work. It's just, I don't think I need a whole book to explain those. So guys, the first one, the first little section is talk about fundamental techniques in handling people. And it gives three uh, principles. And I think the first one, honestly, is one of the ones that sticks with me. Don't criticize, complain, uh, criticize, condemn, or complain. And I, I, I think it's, again, pretty clear. Now, obviously, there's a whole chapter that talks about it, but I don't really need a chapter to expand upon. Just don't criticize people. Don't condemn them. Don't complain. Just move on do your business, right? Second one, give honest and sincere appreciation. There's going to be a, a trend here where some of these are repetitive, um, and maybe they just the stories applied some to business, some to leadership, things like that. And then the third uh, principle is arousing the other person eager want. So just getting them to want to do what they uh, what they're doing there. So that first one though, out of that out of that first section, the don't criticize, condemn, complain really stuck to me. I think I need to work on that. I need to stop criticizing people. I just need to go into work, do my do my business. Don't complain about it. Don't just trash on people and things like that. Just have a positive mental attitude. The second section, six ways to make people like you. Now, I immediately wanted to argue with this chapter, argue, because who cares about liking you? Like, you know, if I'm focused on leadership, we always, there's a saying like leadership, not likership, you know? Uh, so I'm already like, I don't care if they like me. They just have to respect me. But I also, I guess, want people to like me. Uh, maybe it's not in a work setting, maybe just in a, in a personal setting. I guess that makes sense. Uh, but I think if people are liking you, they also most of the time respect you as well. So the first one is become generally interested in other people. Uh, second one, smile. I do think that actually works. Like, you know, when you just look angry and guys, if you, me at work, I am pretty much like an upbeat person all the time. And when I am not myself, people always ask me, my boss always asks me, what's wrong? What's wrong? I can just tell, I can just tell. So when just your facial expressions says so much, you know, I think there's a saying out there about you communicate. I don't know what the stat is, but we communicate so many more nonverbal, right? With our expression, our face and all this other stuff. Same thing in the meeting. When someone says something, you roll your eyes, they immediately don't think you, you know, trust them or whatever. You think it's ridiculous. This third one, I'm really bad at. I need to work on this. Remember a person's name. I am notorious for forgetting names. So like we'll meet someone and then I'll have to be like, Ask my wife, what's their name again? What do they remind? And I had this whole tactic about when I introduce someone, you know, I've met someone before and then they, they meet my wife for the first time. I just say, oh, this is my wife, Carrie. And then they introduce themselves instead of me. So I don't introduce them. I introduce my wife. Hopefully that they introduce themselves again. So I remember their name. So I'm really bad at that. But it talks about remembering the person's name, how much that means to them. And it really does. I had this uh, college professor that when you were going in before your freshman year, you'd have to send them like a little bio of you, a picture. And the whole incoming class, which was like 100 or something, he knew everyone's name. He memorized it. So 
uh, it does it does mean something. Be a good less be a good listener. I've been really trying to work on this one a ton. If anyone knows me, I'm obviously doing a podcast. I like to talk. I am a huge talker, and it's very hard for me to listen. So I've been really working on listening to my coworkers and my friends tell what they want to say. So this is one of the things I've really tried to apply. I can't apply all these fundamentals and these principles all at the same time. It'd be overload. But I can pick and choose, master one, and then move on to the next. Talk in the terms of other person's interest. It kind of goes with listening. So I can just be a good listener and then just have them talk about what they want to talk about first. And then make the other person feel important. I feel like those are all the same thing, right? Be a good listener, talk in the same uh, person's interest, make them feel important. It's a lot of just about them, not about us, okay? The third portion of the book, how to win uh, people to your way of thinking. This had 12 principles. We're going to roll through these rapid fire. Um, the first one is actually a great point. My dad told me this advice. Uh, the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it, right? He always, he gave me the saying, uh, when you have, I, I might, I might butcher this. Uh, it's like when you have, when you argue with an idiot, you have two idiots, right? So you can, you can never win an argument with someone who doesn't want to listen. Who's not a critical thinker and open-minded. Uh, the second principle is never tell someone they are wrong. Uh, now wrong, I put in quotes, because someone may be wrong, but what do you get out of telling them they're wrong in front of people? Also, so if there's a better way to do it, and that's what the book talks about, but just saying you're wrong right off the rip is going to put them on the defensive. It does, and then the next principle is if you were wrong, admit it quickly. Okay, so that's important. I've been trying to do that more. I've made a lot of mistakes recently uh, at work and in my decisions and things like that. So you just gotta own up to it when you make a mistake. Uh, the fourth principle, begin in a friendly way. Again, become friendly, talk about what they want to talk about, listen to them. Uh, the fifth principle, get the other person to say yes early. And I think this is key. I haven't really tried this, but it talks about some studies about if someone says yes, yes, and whatever the conversation is, when you finally get to asking them about the proposal or whatever you want them to get to, they will say yes without even thinking about it. Like their their guard is down because they've said yes on some other things. So you could start with, wouldn't you agree that we need to make this you know business better? Wouldn't you agree that leadership isn't really important here? Oh yes, and then you start maybe with your idea about how you want to implement that. Uh, the next principle is let the other person do the talking. So again, this is kind of be a good listener in the terms talking to other terms interest. So a lot of these are repetitive, like we've talked about. Uh, the next one is uh, let the other person feel the idea is theirs. So again, self-explanatory. Uh, the next one is try to see it from their point of view. I think this is huge. This is huge in leadership. Um, you know, trying to understand where they're coming from, being honest about it. And that's a key in all of these. It talks about you have to be honest with this. You can't just try to be selling them on it. You actually have to tr- care, genuinely care. And that I think when you have the right purpose behind all of these, it's not a trick. If you don't have a good purpose behind it, yeah, it looks like you're going to take advantage of them. Um, be sympathetic with the other person's ideas. Again, kind of same thing, seeing their point of view, be sympathetic with it. Appeal to nobler motives. Uh, so I think this is a good one. Just, you know, when you can't solve every problem. It gives like an example of 10 people shorted their rent or something like that, or they're going to move out. I can't remember exactly. And he just sends a letter to them assuming they're going to uh, pay up the debt or whatever it was, and 9 out of 10 did, right? And then they became like repeat customers or something like that. So I think you just have to trust people to do the right thing. And I think there's, I'm a belief that there's more good people than bad people out there. If people want to do the right thing. They just have to be given that opportunity. Um, that's a whole thing we could dive into later about a different episode. Uh, dramatize your ideas 
And then the last one is throw down a challenge. I think this is a cool one. They, they have this cool example about there's a day shift and night shift. The day shift, when the supervisor, whoever comes in, says, how many things did you complete? And they're like, six. Okay, so he wrote a big six on the, the whiteboard or the floor or whatever. The night shift comes in, and they say, what's that six for? Well, that's what the day shift did. And they said, they can do more than you. And then the next day, the night shift had seven. And so then the day shift comes in and says, oh, they did seven? And then they did like more and more. And it got all the way to like 13 widgets or whatever completed with no other resources, with no other uh, processes or procedures implemented, just people's uh, competitive spirit. So I think that's important. That's something I need to try to implement right now in my workplace, trying to figure out how to get people more involved and things like that. And then the last portion of the book is uh, be a leader. And again, it's got some principles here. Uh, begin with praise and honest appreciation. Again, this is repetitive. We've heard this. So it's like when I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, I felt like I've just read this. So if I just looked at the pamphlet, I, okay, got you. You know, um, the second one is call attention to mistakes indirectly, right? We've all heard this uh, praise in public, uh, cr- uh, condemn in private or whatever, criticize in private. Same thing, call attention to mistakes indirectly. Talk about your own mistakes before criticizing. We've talked about the mistakes one already. Ask questions instead of giving orders. I think this is key. This is something I need to work on. You know, you can basically give an order, quote, give give an order, by just asking a very basic question, like almost an, a question that's like, duh, um, and they, they get the point. Let the other person save face. Again, we just, it's kind of repetitive to don't criticize in, in, uh, in public. This next one, praise the slightest improvement and every improvement. So again, we're just giving positive feedback, positive feedback, anything bad. We talk about it behind closed doors or whatever. Uh, this, this, uh, third to last one is a very interesting. Give the person a reputation to live up to. I like this idea. Basically, like if I inter- introduce, a, you know, a coworker or even a subordinate or whatever, Say, hey, this is my rock star. He's awesome. He's the best, whatever, you know, at doing X, Y, and Z. They're going to feel pride in that and they're going to want to continue doing that. So I think just, but don't, again, you can't lie. That's the problem. If they are your best. Cool. Just tell them they're their best. Um, and they'll probably try to live up to that. Uh, make a fault seem easy to correct. So even if it's a really big uh, deficiency or whatever, let's not focus on, it's not the end of the world, right? Let's focus on little things you can do to correct it and then we make progress. And the last one is make the other person happy doing the thing you suggest. So you got to have to convince them to it, but making them enjoy what they want to do kind of goes into like, uh, you know, let the other person uh, feel the idea is theirs kind of same idea. So like I said, there's a lot of great points. Um, The difficult thing is applying them every day. I need to print these out. I think I'm going to put these on my desk or, or put them up on my little cork board at work. So I just remember them. It's just constantly remembering and and applying it every day. Maybe it's picking one to really focus on for that week. And then the next week, I'll focus on another one, something. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do these. I suggest you look it up. You could probably Google these these, um, principles. So that was the How to Win Friends and Influence People. Very simple. I don't know why it took me so long to read. My bust. But uh, I am moved on now to my next book. I'm already like halfway through, maybe a third of the way through. The next book is The Naked Mind control alcohol and i'm really enjoying it already it's so much more of an easy read probably because i haven't read it before so it's new and fresh and i'm going through the me not drinking this year so i'm trying to apply everything that i i'm reading right now and trying to understand and oh yeah that makes sense or no it doesn't so i'm really going to be excited to review that one at the end i know this was really quick down and dirty trying to uh review a book in just you know 10 15 minutes 
I'll get better on it, better at it. I'll try to pick out better principles, big ticket items to talk about the book. But I highly still recommend How to Win Friends and Influence People. When you ever look at leadership books, a lot of people recommend this book as like one of the, the top 10 books to read for business, for whatever. So it is still a really good book. It does kind of uh, stand the test of time. It's just a little dated examples, but you can apply them in today's world. So guys, um, I really appreciate it. Sorry about the, the slow start with this podcast, though, but we're going to be getting them rolling again. We're going to get back on track. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, remember to stay consistent, build that discipline, feed that motivation, and I'll talk to you guys later. Deuces.